will you look me in the eyes? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Can you tell me the strangest thing you <laughs> ate on a hot summer day? The strangest thing I ever ate? Yeah. How are you spelling that? E-T. <laughs> E-H-T, I think. Does that mean the strangest thing I ever ate? Yeah. Okay. It's something I heard recently. I liked it. 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 I just ate one. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. A I just, big old I just got a, hoagie. I just, I just ate one. I just got off work. Let me run home and eat something real quick, and then <laughs> I'll be right there. Um, yeah, because it could be past or present tense. Sure, it's beyond tense, dude. It's beyond tense. It could even be future tense. Language is moving beyond tense. <laughs> I'm going to, dude. Language Some is fourth dimensional verbiage. Mm -hmm. There, baby. Like. I et a pepperoni hoagie. I'm going to et a pepperoni hoagie. I he she we et a pepperoni <laughs> hoagie. <laughs> <laughs> what is a pepperoni hoagie in your imagination? <laughs> so it's as far as I can tell, that's the only place it exists. It's a hoagie, but instead of a bun, you use pepperoni. So you wrap the entire hoagie, or whatever comes on a hoagie. I mean, you're talking mostly deli meats, lettuce, and tomato. Usually. So it's cold cuts and standard sandwich veggie dressing. Yeah. And all of that is just wrapped in what, like two long sheets of pepperoni? I'm sure you could, yeah, exactly. Do longer sheets of pepperoni. Yeah, why don't people do longer sheets of pepperoni? Yeah. Although, but dude, perhaps like... You you make all the mix, mm -hmm. and you don't put it in a casing. You just flatten it out. Yeah. And uh, bake it or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or smoke it, you ideally. Smoke it. Yeah. Ideally. And uh, you have a big uh, sheet of pepperoni. Yeah, like a big old... Like, I'm picturing, though, like you want to maybe throw some skewers through it and stuff and... Uh, form it into sort of a husk that you use as the sandwich bread because i mean you know a bun is delicious but it's also providing a very practical service to the sandwich i feel like forming the pepperoni sheets into a sort of bun shape would be advantageous to this idea i think that <laughs> If I understand you correctly, you're saying that the bun of a sandwich is utilitarian because it also gives you a self-contained means to which then eat the sandwich. Exactly. You can hold the bun yeah. and eat it. And if we're if, if it was I don't think I would ever want to hold a pepperoni bun. <laughs> it would be in <laughs> because some napkins. if you're talking about the top three greasiest meats. <laughs> I would say that pepperoni is in there. Right. And uh, <laughs> it's just whatever like a, kind of, you know, fistful of pepperoni you mold into the shape of a hoagie, even if you can theoretically sort of cook it in that shape evenly and, and successfully, that is going to be just an extremely greasy. <laughs> casing to try to hold on to you know it kind of renders it 
impossible to eat with your hands unless you're an absolute mad lad. Well, I'm just going to have to stop you there. About Think about how many... Covered in pepperoni grease. Dude, you eat pizza by the slice, right? Yes. Do you do it with your hands? Yes. How fucking greasy is pizza, my friend? It's the greasiest it, it fucking is, thing ever. It is greasy, but... Pretty much just as greasy the, as... You have the dough crust on the outside, which I'm not saying is free of grease, <laughs> but is at least a surface you hold the pizza on that is not like a source of grease. You know, pizza crust isn't made out of pepperoni. A pizza where the crust was made out of pepperoni, <laughs> you couldn't touch any part of it because it would just be so greasy. Well, this is the, the inside becomes the, uh, I don't know, the, the, the grease trap, if you will. The inside becomes the outside. Oh, sick. <laughs> On the pepperoni crust pizza. But, I, you know, I, that's why I was hesitant, because I'm talking about a pepperoni hoagie. And for many people who are listening, I'm sure they're picturing uh, just a hoagie smothered in nothing but pepperoni. But I didn't want to... I don't like that idea. I like yeah, the idea... Initially, what I was just picturing was a sandwich roll with like some pepperoni and some cheese and maybe like marinara sauce in it. Yeah. Which doesn't sound very good to me, but also not terrible. But marinara? What you're, just because it's like a pizza. Okay. But then like what you're saying is a hoagie, in fact, made out of pepperoni. Right, because it's and not a... with normal hoagie. So like an Italian hoagie with a pepperoni. <laughs> it's a lot of meat. It's too much meat, dude. You uh, know what I learned recently? What's that? Oh, so I, we'll talk about this. I'm sure more throughout this, but I watched Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, right. For the first time. Yeah. And it was, I also watched Beverly Hills Cop 2 yesterday. Good, so. man. Go for the levity. I liked it. But like uh, Judge Reinhold's character at one point, they're on like a stakeout and he's just like, you want to know something interesting? The average man has 50 pounds of undigested meat in his bowels by the time <laughs> he's 50 years old. And then just looks over his partner and is like, you eat a lot of red meat. <laughs> and then that's also how I, I re learned recently that's how Elvis died. Right. It's just he literally has so much shit packed back up inside of him that it killed him on the toilet. Dude, we have talked about this I before. I know, we talked about it with Pat. With Pat, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, dude, it is so So like that is too to much me. meat now that I know that that is a thing that happens. Right, yeah. And I need to just not eat red meat very much anymore. Hey, yeah, preaching to the choir, my friend. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, the weirdest that. thing I ever ate on a summer's day... Yeah, <laughs> that was the question I asked you. Um, honestly, I have no idea. What's the weirdest thing you ever had on a summer? Worms. Okay. <laughs> All right. What up? What up? Welcome to Hostel Vibes from Wholesome Places. This, uh, of course, is uh, me, 
these dulcet tones being my own of this boy who is myself, which is Hooks. <laughs> Here, of course, with my always, uh, my very own talking crew host. Oh, hey, what's up? Oh. You know, I'm trying to do, uh, <laughs> kind of hurt a little turn bit. Turn it into a yeah. catchphrase. Well, I'm trying to morph two different languages. I'm trying to of, morph. Yeah. Crow and, <laughs> and whatever you guys speak. And we're also joined today by a potentially silent guest. Potentially. Guest. Yeah. We do have a salacious crumb. Yeah. In the room with us. Yeah. Which silent one of us right is now. Java? Your Java. <laughs> okay. This is the crumb to your Java. <laughs> um, a parasitic or I don't know, symbiotic maybe growth. That's parasitic. Okay, parasitic growth. Yeah. Cackling. Yeah. And salacious. It and is crummy. what it is. Very As crummy. Trump famously said. Yeah. So <laughs> that is what he said <laughs> yeah. after 150,000 people died. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah. So maybe we'll hear from Salacious Crumb. Yep. If he pipes up. But yep. he might not pipe up. He might not pipe up. He's he yeah. seems to be keeping his chill. I told him to, you know, chill. keep his trap shut. Keep your little trap shut, or while, I'll shut it for while you. While the crow is talking, yeah, shut but, it, or I'll shut it for you. Yeah, if you ever want to see your family again, you will keep your trap shut. I didn't know salacious crumbs. I mean, how do they reproduce? Do they fall? Oh, they have a whole planet. Uh, that's, I mean, they're they're a whole race of. Terrestrials. Mm, so yeah. they do fuck. Uh, they do fuck. Yeah. Salacious crumbs do fuck. Um, and are they from, all called salacious crumbs? No, salacious was just given that name based on his uh, most common personality trait, mm. and that's sort of how they do it. You know, it's kind of like a, it's it's so not salacious crumb, imperious crumb, right? Yeah, botulent crumb. Exactly. It's similar to. Uh, did you ever read word? Anthem? <laughs> Fucking what Ayn did Rand. I mean to say? If. Knowing what you know about me, Crow, yeah. do you think I have read even a sentence <laughs> of Ayn Rand that I didn't have to read? <laughs> wait, because wait, maybe I did. Do we had to read that? That's what I, I was, was saying. Gonna say, was that the one that we had to read? Where they're all that na- book was so their names are like stupid. Liberty O five nine two or whatever and shit like that. It's sort of the same for crumbs, dude. Like you're just a particular. Uh, you, you're, your particular crumb. Your vibe is what is creates there a particular crumb? Is that one of them? Oh, absolutely. Particular it's sort of crumb, in specific names. crumb. Yeah. You know, indecisive crumb. I mean, we could go. It's like the monkey with a typewriter situation. We could go on for hours, man, just coming up with different crumbs. But <laughs> significant crumb. Significant crumb. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you do not want to meet pedantic crumb. Yeah, yeah. pedagogic crumb. Uh, pedagogic. <laughs> you don't want to meet yeah, um, succulent crumb. <laughs> you want to meet that one. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. You're gonna meet a crumb. You're gonna meet, meet the one that's. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's even like you could go for like a stately crumb. Mm-hmm. I can imagine a stately crumb. Stately crumb. crumb yeah. uh, <laughs> Yeah, but obnoxious crumb. Here we have salacious. Diminutive crumb. Diminutive crumb. <laughs> if you were a crumb, what? Ooh. What would my? What would? And my, what would my? Yeah. What would our crumb adjectives be? Do you think? 
I can tell you this. Yeah. I think yours would be a... Ooh, that's a good question. Did you think of mine right off the top, right? Just immediately? Because, mm. uh, I mean, I do... I Debaugerous do have... crumb. <laughs> Demented. Yeah, uh, I think you're debaucherous crumb. Debaucherous crumb. I think your your uh, your name would be something like neighborly crumb. Neighborly crumb. Neighborly crumb. Like Flanders. Yeah, yeah, like Flanders. I have been watching a lot of The Simpsons lately. If we're getting into what's been going on in life, yeah, the most significant life event. That I'm experiencing right yeah, now. Yeah, what's going on? Is watching The Simpsons on Disney Plus. <laughs> no, that's not true. It's uh, huge. We don't need to get into it much on the podcast here, but I know that there's some plumbing going on. Uh, what, what did you yes, say? Yes, so I am in a period of great upheaval. Um, I have a leaky shower faucet. Oh god! And it's leaking hot water, and it's kind of loud and annoying. So I took the step last night of shutting the bathroom door in the Hooks Home Studio to kind of tamp it down the noise. Mm -hmm. But my landlord, and I learned this recently because the bathroom door is like hard to shut. It'll like pop open because my landlord painted the whole thing, not just like the faces of it, but all the sides. <laughs> and that like millimeter of paint makes it so that like it's hard to shut. But then now what I'm realizing when it does shut, it forms like a perfect seal because I shut my bathroom door overnight and then woke up and went to go pee pee and I opened it up and just like the small steady trickle of like it's just pure hot water turned the bathroom into a sauna. Oh my God. Like it was so perfectly sealed that just the tiniest heat source right. turned my tiny little bathroom it was airtight. Into, into like a sauna, which I was like bad in this situation. I should probably actually text my landlord about this, but which I did. But then also, it may be worth noting. You could in use these that to cooler, your advantage. Colder months, if I'm trying to get a sauna going, yeah, a little uh, sweat room, yeah. Yeah, so that's something that's worth bearing in mind. Mm -hmm. um, well, keep me updated. But that's yeah, that's going on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, <sighs> and I've been watching The Simpsons. I've been watching a lot of Eddie Murphy. I watched. Both Beverly Hills Cop movies each of the last two nights and, and into the morning because I fell asleep before I finished them. Just uh, do you have any reviews without spoiling too much? Because I want to so watch. So we're in the again. midst of an Eddie Murphy mania. Yeah, <laughs> Eddie Murphy mania. <laughs> Just in the sense that our last episode was indeed uh, the Haunted Mansion Friendship Film Club. Go back and listen to that if you haven't. Mm -hmm. We will be doing Daddy Daycare for this month's mm -hmm. Friendship Film Club. Very excited about that. I had always been meaning to get around to Beverly Hills Cop, and then they're doing Beverly Hills Cop on this week's Action Boys. The second, we're doing Beverly Hills Cop 2. So I was like, Classic. okay, fuck, I got to watch <laughs> 1 and 2. But then at this point in my life where I am uh, fundamentally desperate for like anything to occupy my mind. Sure. Um, you know, the self-assignment of watching two Eddie Murphy movies and then listening to two of episodes of my favorite podcasts about those movies is like a it's a worthwhile dream come true endeavor at this point, but I'm loving them, dude. Eddie Murphy is like in in uh 
in Beverly Hills Cop 2, he is less than one year older than I am now. And in Beverly Hills Cop, he is 22 years old. Super young. Yeah, Isn't that crazy. fucking crazy? Well, it's crazy how... The yeah, charisma, like... the confidence of this man at 22 is unknowable to me. Yeah. It's unfathomable to me. Yeah. I think about when I was a 22-year-old, and uh, I, it's just... Do you like what you completely see? Completely foreign to me to think about, you know? I don't know what it is, but he had it. Yeah. Are your neighbors mowing the lawn, crew? Yeah, that might be. Uh, <laughs> should we take a break? <laughs> shut these windows. Yeah, let's yeah. take a little break and shut these windows. <laughs> There's some lawnscaping going around in the crow's nest. <laughs> um, but we'll uh, hop Dirty right bastards. on back here, so uh, don't touch that dial. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're back. I give you a sympathy burp. Uh, I'll probably just cut that out. Yeah. But I did burp, and uh, we are back, and we did close the windows. Uh, but you still, listener, may be able to hear some uh, hedge trimming. Yeah. Some grass clipping. The dynamos of the yeah. uh, I'm going to, if he doesn't stop before too long, I'm going to go out there and throw a beer bottle at him, you know, just sure. ruffle his feathers just a little bit. Just wing one right in his head. <laughs> yes, yeah, just wing one at him. Yeah. And, uh, well put. Uh, yeah. I don't even remember what I was talking about. Eddie Murphy and Beverly Hills Cop. Right. And I was thinking of about. Of course, I was talking about Eddie Murphy. I'm always. <laughs> Dude, he about always Eddie comes Murphy. up. He's so relatable. He always He's comes a up in. Icon. Dude, Eddie Murphy's Law. Wow. We're more like Murphy's Law, which is the Total Rebirth podcast they did about Eddie Murphy. But anyway, oh. um,. Dude, I remember uh, Eddie Murphy and Bill Cosby yeah. always famously never got along. Eddie Murphy always hated Bill Cosby. He hated yeah. that he, uh, his whole rhetoric of like, pick up your pants, young man, get yourself together. And he went on SNL for their like 50th anniversary or whatever. And just made some kind of joke about it was sort of like they wanted me to because he used to be real famous for doing a Cosby impression. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember yeah. what he said exactly, but it was essentially just like they wanted me to do a Cosby impression. And uh, I think on the fiftieth one, he's like, I, he did he didn't end up doing it, but he made some joke about like, yeah, I was fucking right about hating Bill Cosby this whole time. <laughs> and then he, uh, when he went back and hosted SNL much more recently. Um, for like the Dolomite movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not going to be a good story because I don't remember any jokes that he made, and I probably wouldn't do a Bill Cosby impression anyways. Yeah. But yeah. I remember he went out and did a Bill Cosby impression that was just about being like, "Yeah, fuck you, you yeah. fucking cretin, Jesus yeah. Christ." Yeah, <laughs> he used to talk shit about me swearing, and then you're a fucking absolute monster. Yeah, dude, um, for sure. But you it's know, ridiculous. it's like Eddie. Look, Eddie Murphy had has had his fair share of critics for the projects that he has chosen in recent years. Mm-hmm. But the guy is an absolute legend. Mm-hmm. He, you watch Beverly Hills Cop, and you're like, I mean, I kind of understand. Why he kind of does the things he does now because he's like, fucking, I already made some nearly perfect. I made a nearly perfect movie, self like self realized in what it was, made it fucking nearly perfect just by the sheer charisma that I brought to it when I was 22 years old. Yeah. So, like, if I'm just gonna fucking take a check and make Norbit, 
in yeah. 2007. <laughs> like, I just can't hold it against the guy because, like, he's just like, fucking, I'll get paid. I already made Dude, masterpieces. So who Daddy the Daycare is a timeless classic, man. No, I, I see. I agree with you. And I think it's also like, like, different in, eras. In Haunted Mansion and Daddy Daycare and Shrek, you know, he was making movies at that point for kids. But just like he was being as good, like he's maybe as, and we'll maybe we'll talk about this more with you, Daddy Daycare. But he's like maybe, oh that that's the crumb, dirty bastard, <laughs> crumb. He must be subdued. <laughs> so cr- salacious crumb is getting really pissed for the listener. Um, he's furious. He's really hates Eddie Murphy, and he's pissed that we're saying such nice things <laughs> yeah. about him. Yeah, <laughs> he's a big Cosby stan. <laughs> oh, he's cooing like he's a pigeon. Cooing, oh God, like, um, a, like Pidge. You know Pidge. I know Midge. I don't know Pidge. Oh, Pidge. I'll introduce you sometime. To Pidge? Yeah, I'll introduce you to Pidge. Here, uh, let me... Uh, okay, there he is. Sulejo's yeah. crumb is settling down because yeah. we moved on from the Eddie Murphy discussion Yeah. into the Pidge and Midge discussion. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I just think I think it's fair to say that he does a comparably good job at what he's trying to do in the kind of movie that Daddy Daycare is as he does in what he's trying to do in the kind of movie Beverly Hills Cop is, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's fucking... I watched Daddy Daycare so much, that movie made an indelible impression on me. Yeah, it's And fantastic. it was largely driven by... You know, well, one thing we learned from both of those movies, you surround him with a strong supporting cast, mm-hmm. and, it, and it sings, Yeah, you know? Yeah, but also if he's a standalone... Like in uh, Haunted Mansion. Like in Haunted Mansion, he also just absolutely kills. He, he brings he, so much. Yeah, he kills, but then the movie doesn't. You know. Yeah. If if you have him, and then you surround him with a strong enough, I think their listeners are definitely going to be here in the lawnmower right now. But yeah. you surround him with a strong enough cast of characters, and man, you can just really have a fucking great time at the movies on your hands. Oh my god! A national treasure, Eddie Murphy. That's. Yeah. The point here. Dude, in National Treasure 3, let's get Eddie Murphy. Dude, can you imagine him as a sidekick to Nick Cage? They kill Riley. <laughs> they kill Riley. You got in some... Riley gets killed first scene. Yeah. Benjamin Gates has to get a new sidekick. Uh-huh. And, for, and it's a character played by Eddie Murphy. Dude. Wasn't Eddie Murphy? I'm just thinking, like, why he would get recruited in in this universe. Uh, but wasn't Eddie Murphy in a movie about like a bank robbery called like a prison, like heist? Uh, what what was that movie called? Whatever, like money heist, something no, it's like tower that. heist. Tower heist. That sounds like it. So yeah. I don't know what that is. I've yeah. never seen it. I felt like it came out in theaters like three different times. <laughs> yeah. But I have no idea what it is or what it's about. I don't know what it is. We should look into that. But yeah, dude, that yeah, we're gonna look into Tower Heist. Yeah, we're gonna look time. into Tower Heist. Uh, that's at least my commitment over here. Um, but dude, did you love the the theme 
It's a Beverly Hills Cop. Did it bring up any childhood memories of listening to the Crazy Frog? Dude, I was like, is this Crazy Frog? Like, yeah, yeah. Any because I watched those movies after I heard Crazy Frog's rendition of Axel F. Um, yeah, because Axel Firmigan, thats a sweet fucking. It's a good melody. Yeah, it's great, and uh, one of the great all-time melodies. <laughs> it's up there for sure. <laughs> the Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, song. but uh, yeah. Speaking of which, though. Speaking of which, though, what's going on with you, Crow? I'll tell you what. Any man. new updates? Gone vegan. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're no longer eating little varmints and yeah. like scavenges of dead critters. You're only mm-hmm. eating organic matter. Because this crow, matter. I'm sort of known amongst the crows as um, the unhealthy one. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And more ways. Even than among one. a famously unhealthy species of bird. Yeah, famously unhealthy, but they are also known for uh, accountability amongst the ranks there. And so they uh, had to sit down with me one day up in this, uh, like, Silver Mabel and the sort of Elder Crows. Because that's who really gets a say. Like, they've been living for, the like, elder a year or so and, and, like, sort of know their way around stuff. Um, they said to me, uh, hey, you're an unhealthy crow. Why don't you look at making a uh, a healthy decision for yourself once uh in a while yeah once in a while and uh and i Eat said well leaves. by golly like i want to be an elder crow one of these days like mm-hmm. if i'm going to raise dermis Get a gray in your feathers dermis does i don't want dermis to know his father <laughs> as an unhealthy crow yeah you want dermis your future son crow to learn healthy habits. Yeah, I want Dermis to be a healthy um, sort of... A healthy young buck. Well, I want him to have some spring to his step as a, mm. as a crow. So a I told him, to hey, his... lay off those corpses. Lay off the, the carcasses is maybe I should, what I should say. Yeah, for an uh, slip. Go for, uh, go for uh, a nice plant diet. And... Um, I've I've got that uh, going nuts, at the moment. Nuts, grains. Yeah, nuts, grains, berries. Um, I tend to eat a lot of uh, <laughs> monkey grass. Mm. Y- you familiar? No. It looks like a monkey. This grass. <laughs> no, it doesn't look like a monkey. But it's just this grass that grows in the craziest way ever. And uh, you could live for I don't know two three days on it. A monkey grass? Yeah. yeah Nothing it, but monkey grass? And it kind of settles my uh, crow stomach. But anyways, uh, what you been up to? What's new? Um, Nothing. Jay chilling. <laughs> Just a slow m- march towards the in- inexorable, inexorable uh, succession of time. Yeah. Um, been watching you know, some Eddie Kind Murphy. of trying to... Go on like an eat, pray, love type personal journey. Yeah. You know? Have you started? Rediscover what I love about myself. Yeah. (laughs) You know? 
Um, you're, you're, there's a bountiful have diarrhea. Uh, no, eat, I mean, I don't, that's pray, not what I'm trying to do. Eat, pray, love, shit. Eat, pray, love, shit, piss, fart, come. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you something that I thought about tweeting today? What? <laughs> How I thought about tweeting it was I was going to say, um, to the tune of, uh, you know, to the tune of that song, that of a few of my favorite things, you know. Yeah. But uh, it's shitting and pissing and <laughs> farting and coming. <laughs> Is the extent of it there? You know, just saying that to the tune of like rainbows on roses and whisper on kittens. But you say shitting and pissing and farting and coming. I feel like there's a way to incorporate that into all of the Sound of Music songs. <laughs> it's all that. Yeah. Like instead oh. of do re mi fa so or whatever, just be like shit piss fart come. You could harmonize with those things. <laughs> re mi fa sa la ti da. Yeah. We need four more. Yeah. Humorous. Yeah. I mean, the the thing is, there are maybe that that's a Patreon though. Is yeah. Is yeah, we'll get into the other four. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway that's what i that's what's new is i thought about that today yeah i thought about shitting and pissing and farting <laughs> and coming and uh i consider that success are those your favorite things Would those you are a few of my favorite things <laughs> not all of them yeah they're pretty great high on my list as well but you know Probably four of the top ten in no particular <laughs> order. You know, I would have to flesh out a top ten, but four of the top. Five. Those are in there in yeah. terms of excretions, things to excrete. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. or expel. <laughs> now more than. I love to excrete and expel. It's a good time to do it, man. Summer. Well, yeah. The purge. I mean, the, this is the. The se- purge is tomorrow. People right? talk about summer being their favorite favorite. <laughs> the purge is. T- yeah that seems like the next step in this whole year yeah um, honestly dude i'm surprised we haven't had a purge yet <laughs> yeah. 2020 yeah hooks and crew call it you heard it here first on hostile vibes 2020 <laughs> will culminate in a purge here andrew yang's latest campaign platform you know what i just say why don't we just make crime crime legal for a day you know <laughs> i think it's fine it is what it is we could just trust regular Americans to do regular things. But one day a year, they're let loose. God, the reality of it in 2020, though, would be Trump would make the purge legal for a day just so all his fucking lone wolf-ass followers have a blank slate to fucking just go kill yeah. liberals. You know, that's literally what would happen. Yeah. So we hope that doesn't happen. That took a dark turn. Yeah, two ways. Yikes. Anyway. Yeah. But, but... Uh, <laughs> dude, I, um, uh, well, maybe I shouldn't say, but yeah, it, 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 I could, I could go for a, a sort of like summer purge one of these days, not like in the sense of the movies, but people say that summer is their favorite season. So many people say it's their favorite Everybody season. Everybody's saying I it. sort of, I feel that way to a certain extent. It's the, most of my brethren, uh, stay alive in the summer. Mm, there's a I'm real culling with. of the flock yeah. in winter. Yeah. The, Only the strong survive. Yeah, the wheat gets separated from the chaff. The wheat and the chaff. 
Yeah, shoot, I'll separate them. But, uh, uh, <laughs> but dude, I I feel like dude. summer is the time when I do the most purging. I I mean, I all, obviously I do my most pissing, my most shitting, my most farting, my most coming, but I also do my most sweating, um, which I think is mm. perhaps uh, something that could be added to the list um, in, tor- in terms of a humor. Or maybe it's, it's definitely a humor. Yeah. 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 It doesn't hold crying. Yeah. Yeah. Crying and sweating are both crying uh, and sweating. Some humors. But and, uh yeah, we'll get to it anyway. I dude, I don't know about you, but I was born with a gene in my uh sort of mutation that uh You've got a gland problem. I've got a gland problem. Do you You're have a gland problem? I drip, I grease, I become glistening. I am finding myself sweating more as I get older. Which yeah. I think is part of life. Your glands are getting bigger, yeah. Yeah. The guy's really fucking getting every blade of grass today, isn't it's, he? It's the only thing he has any control it's over the in only this world. <laughs> <laughs> and I that can, is real. I can exert control over this lawn. Yeah. I, I, I am the boss of something. Yes, I, I, can, I can harm a living creature without it being socially <laughs> unacceptable, is I think what's going through his mind. Mm. Yeah. He's thinking, fuck these blades of grass. Yeah, he's like a fucking... I will impose uniformity <laughs> upon you. Yes. I will have control over you. Yeah. He's got that look in his eye that's like, I've seen war crimes being committed. Uh, but hmm. I think maybe what that is is just the sort of... It's hit a stick or something. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. Or a rock. But, uh, you know, I think he exerts that sort of genocidal energy over his lawn as a as a means of getting letting some steam well listen as a man who exerted some genocidal energy over some ants in my apartment recently like (laughs) sometimes it ain't always about anything bigger than just like i can't have any bugs in here (laughs) um yeah the hooks home studio was looking um pretty like some serious mass genocide had been committed there it had that vibe to it uh, you it, kind of I, sterilized the, and sort of out of place, and you're just like can't quite, you know, uh, bridge the gap between the banality of just the physical location and the scale of what happened there. Yeah, it was disturbing because uh, I walked <laughs> back there. Uh, I I didn't really see it. Until last episode that we did, mm-hmm. when I was walking up to the Hooks Home Studio, you or, saw the traps. Yeah, I was just like, you know what I to look for. Felt like I was in a daze or something as I was like, so so goddamn hot and shit, and I couldn't focus on shit. And I looked over, and I was like, what is, what are these little things set up in a in a very particular formation around this place? And wouldn't you know it, I walked a little closer and saw that it was just instruments of uh, mass genocide. Ant traps is what he's referring to. Means of ant. uh, Cleansing. Ant cleansing, ant protection against them. Yeah. I think I was talking to someone about this. I don't remember who it was. Yeah. But it was recently. Sure. I was talking about, I think all the ants, if they came together, could overpower all the humans. 
if they came together as one. Like if all because I remember seeing on like Animal Planet or something as a kid, if all of the like the the mass of all the ants on <laughs> Earth, which is like an unknowable number of trillions, <laughs> but it's trillions. Yeah. Um, if not more, but more the, ants than stars in the sky. They the say. mass of ants, yeah, would be more if you brought it all together than the mass of all humans. Uh huh. So like they have numbers, <laughs> and they are like a hive mind, you know. Yeah, and they... I think if they developed enough where they could communicate, communicate, and collaborate and coordinate across species and across colonies and you know developed some like long-running plan i think they could probably fucking take humans you know i think they could take us down how how would they get across oceans well they wouldn't need to they wouldn't need to they could just send out signals like continent to get the job done I don't know how they would communicate across oceans. If, if that's what you you're think saying. there's enough ants in the U.S. that like should they get the signal from like Africa or Europe to like you know the uprising is happening now. Mm-hmm. You think there's enough ants that could like defeat all of the U.S. and all of Canada and Mexico? Mm-hmm. Really, Definitely. that's what you're saying. Easily, I don't even think it would be that hard for them. Rather than moving as one troop. How are we world. gonna? How are we gonna outsmart all ants? What do we have that defeats all ants without destroying entirely ourselves? That's a good question. I I have no answer for the that. The only but. ways with which we could combat <laughs> the unified ant threat are like means of mass destruction, which I think the great thing about the ants, from a strategic perspective, from their mindset, is just like fucking. We'll just all get real close to them, you know, and they can't kill us without killing themselves. And we probably will kill ourselves to kill ants. You yeah. Know, it'll probably be how we get extinct as a species. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, if, the ants will survive. I mean, it's Even a problem. Even if just a few of them survive, you know, they'll make a trillion in, in 10 days. Yeah. 10 days tops. Yeah. 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 No, that's true. I I haven't, I hadn't really given much thought to that. But, uh, you know, <sighs> Yeah, we wouldn't. We'd be like, "Oh, this is a problem we've never dealt with before," and mm-hmm. then fucking, we'd be just on our heels, and they could like overtake us like that one guy in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Mm-hmm. You remember that? See, they didn't have too much trouble in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, did they? No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They were also guided. By and those alien. were <laughs> those were those ants in yeah. Kingdom of a Crystal Skull. Huge. Wouldn't have to cross an ocean to get to get to us. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. You're right. They're on the hemisphere. <laughs> they are connected. Yeah. I've all, I've seen videos. I've seen footage of uh, ants that form like a little bridge from like their little anti hive or whatever. They like Call form me. a bridge with their bodies to get to like a space that they can't get to. Mm-hmm. Like they have that ability, and I mean ants are falling off and pounding the cement which seems to have no effect on them when they're at these great heights forming Brittle these bridges bodies. so if they i mean it's not out of the question i guess that they could cross an ocean should they create like one of the longest ant bridges an, ever an ocean long <laughs> ant bridge yeah yeah that would be pretty are fucked there up. sea ants 
Uh, no, but I think there's they there certain certainly could be because they seem. The more I hear about, <laughs> yeah, you ants, don't know everything that's down there. The more I hear about ants, dude, the more I'm like, you know, they're like snakes. They have so much, uh, so much impressive the more I power. About ants, they're more they're like snakes. <laughs> yeah. Well, they have so much impressive like evolutionary power at this point. Think about yes. like what ants can do. They can carry, what, like a million times their body weight and some shit? I remember also seeing on Animal Planet that if an ant was the size of a human, Mm -hmm. it could carry like a tank on its back. Yeah, doesn't that scare you? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I realize that, but yeah. What if they figured out a way to get that big? Then we'd really be toast. Yeah. But then there wouldn't be nearly as many of them. Wow. There'd only be a few really big ones because the food requirement. Doing the negotiating with humans. Yes. And then they would take the us over. The in the bins. Yeah. <laughs> to try to communicate with us. Yeah. yeah. Just pincing and flapping their antennae around and like chomping at those little like two teeth or whatever they have. Just uh, Those uh, mandibles. The mandibles, yeah. It's the mandible. But I mean, they're impre- like when they drop from great heights, they don't, they seem unaltered. It's true. Like they don't get concussed. They don't have to suffer from CTE. They they're impervious. The higher evolutionary being. Yeah. The more I'm talking about this, the more you're scaring me with this idea. I just with how right it could be. <laughs> I, I, I how accurate it sounds. You know what's funny is I'm just picturing you like dealing with this hand problem, getting slightly genocidal, and you look up all of this anti ant propaganda. And yeah, there's like, like a bunch of <laughs> Tinfoil ant people are like, yeah. oh god, they're coming. The for problem us. isn't climate change; it's the ants. <laughs> it's big ant. It's board <laughs> like the Mayan calendar predicts an ant. I'm talking about ants the size of people <laughs> who are going to be negotiating. <laughs> it's a conspiracy theory I could get on board with. The ants. We have to prevent the ants from. Figuring out how to communicate yeah. as like a yeah, <laughs> a platform to launch a political career. We need to stop the ants communicating first and foremost. Yes, priority number one. Exactly, because the ant threat get woke is real. Anyway, um, ants come out in the summer, especially on the hottest <laughs> days of summer, and uh, that's kind of what we were maybe planning on talking about this episode. Yeah. Casting our minds back to those wayward days of youth, uh-huh. seeing if we have any tales with which to regale snails via the mail oh, yeah. <laughs> about uh, just uh, the summer heat and the sweltering sun. And how we chose to avoid it. And the mugginess. Yeah. Yes. And the mugginess and the bugginess. Uh, do yes. you mind? And this yes. crow needs to pee pee. I was just going to say, yeah, let's, as always, take a little break. Go pee, go poop, go forward. And that's it. Yeah. And then we'll come back and yeah. we'll talk about some stuff I don't quite know yet because I haven't talked about it yet. But we'll talk about it when we come back. Yes. Yes.
Okay. Great return. Uh, we are back. Hello. Uh, what up? What up? We're back after a break for more hostile vibes from wholesome places. This uh, is hooks <laughs> hooks here uh, with Crow, of course, my Crow host. Oh hello. And we got uh, Salacious Crumb. Crickets. No, nothing. Yeah, nothing from Salacious Crumb. Uh, welcome back. We're talking. Uh, he's pissed. <laughs> if only he had done that right when you I know. were like <laughs> the delay uh, on the salacious crumb. Crumb here, crumb here, crumb here right crumb, now. Crumb here right now, please. Thank okay. You. Well, he's docile. Um, you know it's been the dog days of summer. It's real hot out oppressively hot and i was thinking about just like you know like in the stranger sometimes we all do things that we don't understand and sometimes regret when it's really hot out right because it's really hot right have you been or at least things that are interesting yeah and so i was just like i don't know maybe we can just generally reminisce about the effects of the heat and the sun and the heat of the summer and things like that. Yeah. Have a little theme discussion. Sure. Um, it does things to people. The heat does do do things to people. The heat. Right now, for me at least, because I've kind of been largely only making journeys outside kind of before 1 p.m. and maybe after 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Kind of 1 to 6, if not longer than that, I try to be sheltering away from the heat because I wilt in this heat. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess the first place to start, Crow, how do you do in the heat? I, as we established, <laughs> wilt in it. I don't, I don't care for it. Yeah. I think it's just pretty synonymous with, like, the peak of winter, yeah. For me, you know, we're just those two extremes are sort of equally inhospitable to me, right. you know, just in their own different ways. Yeah. I mean, out here, it's not bad. Uh, it, it has been scorching lately. I think it's I, you know, El Scorcho. I've been El <laughs> Scorcho. Uh, I think I deal with it okay. Yeah, you would um, say that, though. <laughs> but, uh, I mean. I'll say this. I spent the majority of my life at this point around people that I do not think handled it well. Um, <laughs> Felt very pointed. Yeah. Like a well, pointed insult. Well, no, no. I mean my childhood. Oh. Yeah. Oh. My, when I was reared before that. Uh, Is that most of your life at this point still? Yeah. I guess you're right. You got a few years left. Yeah. Yeah, I got a few years left. Before you reach the inflection point. Yes, before I become one of you. One of me. Yes. But uh, yeah, before that uh, that old uh, witch in uh, the South turned me into a crow, I used to <laughs> actually be a fully-fledged human being. Um, yeah, we can talk about that another time. Uh, I used to be a fully-fledged human being that grew up in the South. <laughs> when I say fully-fledged human being, I was a child. I was a child. I was a child. <laughs> yes. I was a spawn. I was but a um, child when but the yeah. witch turned me into a crow. Yeah, before that. 
De- just Devil for, Witch. For a different day. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I people in the South, you know, I think you know part of why people think the South is so crazy is because the people are, and uh, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact you're in constant heat. I you'll I, dude, I've had hot days during the goddamn what we would consider the winter. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Hot days. Uh Do I've you had think a, that's part of why everybody's so fucked up down there? For sure, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, you can't uh yeah, that type of climate to me is just not sustainable. And I mean, obviously it's good it's gonna be way worse now that I've moved away for it and, and way worse as we move into the future. So I can't imagine the kind of crazy shit it's going to start to, that's going to start to bubble up down there. Yeah. Because uh, I mean the the, the, me- the measures people will take. Uh, yeah. Things they will turn to. Yeah. But I I have long are unknown held, and unknowable. Yeah. Uh, I've long held that that the heat uh, is part of what makes people in the south so crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean they're not all crazy, but I think a lot of them, you know. Coming up here and dealing with the cold, it's because I spent and, and being cool with the cold and enjoying it to a certain extent. It's because I spent so much of my life in just terrible heat. Conversely, mm-hmm. I feel like people that move down south from the north that have dealt with long, hard winters and stuff like that have nothing but appreciation for 365 days of uh, of heat and can deal with it a little better. I think it's just you, when you spend too long in it, that's when it's like really starting to cook you. Yeah. 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 Bakes your brain. Yeah. Bakes your brain. This crow's painting with some broad brushes here, but I, I don't mean anything too uh, <laughs> <laughs> offensive about it by it. But uh, listen, I, it is crazy as shit down there. And the heat <laughs> is what really causes like all of the insects to get so big and whatnot. Mm, you know. That is a big problem. Oh my god! I don't like big insects. Where there's heat, there's bugs. I don't like any insects. Really. Yeah, I just I don't care for the concept. <laughs> they're just yeah. uh, they're scary. They're creepy. Insects they're crawly, and I don't like them. Yeah, but um, but I think I deal with it okay. Mm-hmm. How about you? I mean, yeah, like I said, I wilt. I feel like it's weird because I don't know. I remember being a kid. Not, and not always really caring for when it got really hot, but like um, never really being, I don't know, definitely not as sensitive to it as I am now, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, I remember being in like fourth or fifth grade and uh, I was like going my brother and i are going to this like water park yeah in pocatello idaho and it was like pretty sick you know because i mean it 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 was like a pretty i don't know it's a better water park than anything in helena at the time sure my frame of reference and (laughs) you mean it was a water park (laughs) yeah it had like lazy river it had water slide like a wave pool did it, it have this of... thing that was like this sort of like net sort of like monkey bars yeah. you know but like up top and then these like 
sort of slippery, springy, floaty surfaces made to look like tadpoles. Oh, sure. You know, so you kind of like swing across and try to balance on these tadpoles, but you'd fall in a lot, but that was really fun. Yeah. Um, all this kind of stuff, but like, it was like a hot day with like full direct sun beating down all day. And like, I just had no problem with it at all. Mm -hmm. Like the whole day, I didn't even notice. And then kind of like got home and realized that just like, I think I hadn't put on like any sunscreen at all. <sighs> and so I just, be, I think I had just been like standing up most of the day, I guess. So like where it was really bad was just, or I had like missed it or something, but like just the top of like my shoulders yeah. and like upper, ba upper back was just like sunburned. It's still probably to this day, the worst sunburn that I've ever had. <sighs> And you, I don't think that it was worth it, but like, did you blister? Oh, I mean, I blistered, I peeled, I shed, I <laughs> oh god, molted, I did it all. It became new flesh. It became new flesh. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I just think about it now, and I, I'm like, and maybe it's because I learned a lesson, you know, lessons like that the hard way. But just like, uh, I, uh, you know, now I. I mean, now, 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 in the pandemic world that we live in, you couldn't get me at a fucking water park. No, because of all the communicable diseases. Yeah, it's crazy. And the spreading of germs. Well, yeah. Yes, just give them a vector for mass spread, please. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, and we may never have water parks again. Who knows? Yeah. But I probably won't be going to them. But, uh, you know, even if I were going to go to one, it would, you know, it's just like the amount of like, anxiety and mental energy i would put into like remembering sunscreen and putting on sunscreen and like not being out in the sun for too long like i might not even enjoy it that much yeah you just have to think too much about but it. as a kid it's just like fucking six hours just Hell sitting yeah. out in the sun exposed i don't care yeah this is where i go and there's with these pools that have a, obstacles. A, a threshold of shit particles they're allowed to keep right. in the water you know and right. stuff like that right yeah i can't i can't stop thinking or thinking about like fucking ugh, like used band-aids floating around in like a pool and shit yeah because i've seen so much of it um i've seen so much of it but yeah i mean i was also thinking about like tropical storms and stuff that like i had to deal with in the summers but that's mm. not really heat but i mean it's what caused one of my many traumatic head injuries uh once upon a time in my oh opinion. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but you know the, and this the, it's weird this is i promise this is a non sequitur <laughs> i felt like as a kid <clears throat> i did a lot more of my troublemaking and and sort of lying about it when I was a kid. Because I remember, uh, you know, it's, for me growing up, there was a big thing of like, go do your chores and stuff go like that. Go do your chores. Go do your chores. And um, I always would try to find creative ways to, to get out of that, you know, um, which, you know, my parents, they're no spring chickens. They, can, they could tell. Um, there are no spring crows. Uh, they could tell when I was spinning a little yarn. I was fibbing a little bit, you know. And um, you could spin a yarn. One summer, in order spin to uh, this was literally to avoid the heat. Mm. I so my folks left for work one day, and this is a I was 
It was a weekday. Yep. Um, good guess. <laughs> uh, and I was tasked with weeding our entire like plot, essentially. Wow. And, um, big, big plot of land? Not a big plot of land at oh, all. Okay, We're not talking about that much, but I mean, it was weeding, which is... I don't know if you've ever weeded, but I've it's a pretty. I've weeded a time or two. I don't, I don't care for it. I'll the tell man, you that right now. I love to weed now, uh, <laughs> but really, pruning a garden can be a lot of work in in the dead uh, summer heat of uh, Georgia. And so, one day I'm out there. It's fucking the middle of the summer. We're talking probably like 104 degrees with like you know 50 percent humidity or whatever it is. So you just absolutely stuck in your own grease that's dripping off of you stuck you can't in my stop grease. you can't stop like just miserable it's dripping into your eyes you have to constantly be wiping your your sweaty brow and your eyelid with uh or your eyelids for some people with uh with dirt because you got dirt all over your hands and you want to get the sweat out of your eyes because you're weeding um, so, so that's how you get that kind of ruddy brown smear yeah, on your on your forehead exactly <laughs> for some people Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm out there. I'm sentenced to weeding. Well, I, I got I'm this sentenced. little clever idea. What if I get someone to contact my parents because they think that I'm experiencing a medical emergency? So I'm out there. I'm weeding. I'm like, I got this. So I send a text to a friend of mine. I say, hey. If I don't answer the phone and if I don't uh, text you back in uh, within 10 minutes, call my parents and let them know that I'm not okay. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I say that to this friend of mine who kind of a peripheral friend, but they were close enough to like know my dad. That's a lot to put on him. Yeah. But, you know. It's you the, didn't tell him it was a ruse? Yeah. No, I didn't tell him it was a ruse. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I don't feel proud of this. But. Anyway, so I'm out there weeding and whatnot. I'd set my phone sort of next to me in a place where it seems like, oh, maybe I've fallen and, and, and whatnot. And then I just absolutely just lay down on the ground and just like close my eyes. <laughs> right? So I'm like, I have to really sell this just in case anyone's watching. Mm. Uh, so I can't move. So I'm down on my sidewalk in front of my house, just <laughs> lifeless. How old are you? I think I was in like I, th- I was in seventh grade, or maybe it was like the summer before seventh grade. Nice. Um, and just the, I was just a lifeless corpse on the sidewalk, the lifeless corpse of a seventh grader. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course there were some people working like I don't know a couple houses over from me. I lived on a cul-de-sac. Sure. And so they they <laughs> what I woke up to. This is what I woke up to. And did you actually go to sleep? No, I didn't actually go to sleep. <laughs> I was still very much awake. Like this is totally going to work. I'm going to get out of weeding. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so these two, I wake up. I like feel somebody like shaking me and stuff, and I like really sell it. You know, I like yeah. sort of what? squint my eyes, like, oh my god, am I alive? You know. And I look up, and it's these two strange men that I've never met before, just looking at me, like, hey, hey, buddy, are you are you okay? And I was like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think so. What what happened? And they were like, oh, we're just, you know, fixing this guy's roof uh, across the road there. And we saw <laughs> that you were not moving on your sidewalk and wanted to come check and see if you were okay. 
Well, I think it was just like right at that moment, I hear this car pull into my driveway. It's my dad. And he gets there. And he walks up and he's like, what's going on? And I, yeah, I, was, I was trying my hardest to seem like I was completely out of sorts and didn't know what they were saying. But I didn't know what they were, yeah, exactly. And they were explaining to my dad the situation. But my dad, you'll recall, the only reason he had shown up is because one of my friends had called him and said, hey, Connor texted me and said, if, I, if I'm not... Uh, <laughs> if I don't text you back in 10 minutes, I'm not okay. And you need to like send your parents. So he knew very well what the situation was that you had planned something yeah, that I had done something. <laughs> so he rolls up and he's like talking to these guys and they're like, yeah, we were just really worried about it. We looked over and he wasn't moving at all. <laughs> and my dad was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, that's, that's interesting. That Whatever. Interesting. So <laughs> I, I did my best to just do it. Make my body as limp as possible. It's limp. And then he picked me up and he's like, all right, let's get you inside, boy. And I like knew my fate was sealed. Because <laughs> um, I, I like, I, I don't, I think like I, I don't know what I expected from the situation. But anyway, so we get inside and um, uh, my dad's like, so, so what's going on? I was like, dad, I, I think I had a heat stroke. Like, I, th I think I really just like got super heat exhausted and uh just passed out like i don't i don't feel very good and he's like oh you know what like i remember back in the day what we used to do is uh someone was really getting tired and exhausted from the heat we used to like stick them in an ice bath maybe that'll work and so uh, i was like i i hate ice ice baths i mean who who fucking likes those things the people i think just, they're kind of fun people just do them because they have to do them i kind of like them um so anyway so i'm like oh shit he means business so he's like all right just get in this tub well then he proceeds to run like the coldest water imaginable and just starts <laughs> dumping buckets of water or ice into this tub and he's like you're getting in there you're getting in there i promise you and i'm like oh shit no dad i don't want to go and he's like you're getting in there get in there now and i'm like oh shit so i get the ice bath and of course it was just like immediately jolting to me and i was like holy fuck i can't do this and my dad i get out and my dad's like so you were fine huh and i was like oh shit yeah i was fine <laughs> <laughs> wow. He really was just like, I'm gonna I'm gonna teach this boy a lesson. So a little bit of an epilogue here. Yeah. Like I go to join the football team the next mm, year. Tackle? Uh <laughs> no. I was a wide receiver. I mean like it was full tackle. Oh yeah, it was full tackle. It was for the school. And uh my dad knows the the head coach of this football team pretty well. And of course, as soon as I join the team, this is around the same time. My dad tells this coach the full story. Yeah. So over the whole year, I'd be like trying to go hard and prove myself on the football field. And the coach would be like, you know what, Connor, you better stop, boy. I don't want you to have a heat stroke or anything like that. Yeah. You know, and uh, it just became this this joke that I had to put up with for the rest of the year while that coach spit tobacco on my leg and stuff like that. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like Georgia. <clears throat> what comes around goes around. It sounds like Georgia, baby. Yeah. Georgia. But I think the moral to the story is I, I didn't have to pull the rest of the weeds that day. I mean, yeah, you did get your like, 
you're just desserts, you know? I had to pull them the next day. Oh. Yep. (laughs) Was it any less hot, though, the next day? No, but I was really eating crow uh, that day. Yeah, you were. And that friend definitely came up to me and was like, what the fuck was that, man? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think you you have to try to construct, you know, that is sort of like, like I, you know, if they ever had done like a prequel, like Young Seinfeld, you know, like they did with Young Sheldon, uh-huh. and it was George and Jerry <laughs> as high schoolers or middle schoolers or whatever. Yeah, there would have been an episode where George did something like that. <laughs> yeah, and it was it would have been like part of his origin story of like how he got better at lying because he was like, I learned. You know, your cover story needs to have more detail, too. You know, like, you need it to plan with your friend of, like, so you need, like, your friend needs to know what your goal is and what they're trying to sell, you know, for because right. just for them, they were left with no choice but to be like, yeah, I don't know. He told me to call you if he didn't text back in 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, that's what they told your dad. And so he was like, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. You know, but if, yeah. you know, if you had put a little more work into it, I don't know, it could have been like, hey, he's driving by your house. And I was like, Connor passed out. I didn't stop to help him, but you I should. Know. Bye. Believe me, in hindsight, I, th- I thought of so many things. I was like, God, I could have done this so much hindsight better. Hindsight is 2020. 2020. But yeah, I thought it was my dad just immediately knew I was bullshit. You know what you got? You know what you should have done? You give your dad a panicked call and just be like, I'm just feeling kind of dizzy. I'm like drinking some water. I'm trying to cool <laughs> off. Just, do you know? If it's, just not feeling know, I'm just right. a little worried to be like, boy, get back in there. Get them weeds. We die, we die long there now. And then, yeah, and then you there. pass out. And then yeah. he's become somebody. He's like, oh, my boy. Look what I did to my boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what you want. Yeah, that's what you want. You want the Amos degree. Um, yes, you do want the Amos degree vibe. <laughs> yeah. We all remember that. Yeah. That guy from the fourth Harry Potter. Yeah, I did my first stint of uh, what I like to tell people on like a, a first date or something. What, uh, mm-hmm. My first stint of monkey wrenching during the summer, and I think I was driven to it by the craze of the heat. Mm. Um, uh, oh, maybe I shouldn't say this on. Well, I've paid my dues. I mean, if you're describing a crime you committed, it would be worth it to see what the statute of limitations is on it. Well, I paid for it. I'll say that I've paid you got for it. Caught and paid for it. I got caught and I paid for it. Mm. I I lived in a. I don't know if this will be that interesting, but I lived in a uh, in this very strange neighborhood built around like a big or, or kind of surrounded ish by uh, like this big buggy kind of enchanted pine forest, uh, like longleaf pines mm-hmm. in Georgia, and. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if they were long leaves, actually, but whatever. At any rate, there was this new subdivision that was going to be built at some point. And um, I knew about this really moccasin-y pond. It was totally <laughs> brimming with moccasins. like the You could not step a foot in it because mm. you, you'd get bitten and stuff like that. And um, I tossed some real estate signs into that pond. Oh right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. After right after like writing like cock and piss and like tits on them and stuff <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, twat. Yeah, <laughs> quip. Twat and quim, and yeah. then you threw them in there. But I totally think I was driven to that. I was driven to like a really aggressive, like short-term thinking action by the craze of the heat. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. The signs were there, and so you threw them in the pond. Exactly. That sort of situation. Exactly. Yeah, I I don't know. It's hard for me to think of uh, like a delirium, a heat delirium induced, uh, a heat delirium induced activity for myself. Yeah. Well, it doesn't get too bad. I mean, it. You know, maybe one thing would be. Um, uh, you, one thing that I think is common out here that leads to a lot of like crazy ass things is how, you know, in Montana, you have to like pay for the winters or you have to pay for the summers by living through the winters. And I think that translates to people think that they have to go, go, go every day of the summer because mm-hmm. they're stocking up on what's for the winter. And so I think like, I mean, especially now, with how crazy things are outside in a pandemic. Like you see how many people are going on these like huge float trips and shit just because they're so desperate to like spend their time out in the sun before the, before it uh, disappears for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think there's like a certain level of craziness to that. Like just the, the absolute, like this unbearable FOMO to be out in the, to get your vitamin D for the winter. Yeah, I yeah. definitely, uh, you know, can relate to that. Yeah, that FOMO element of it, and yeah, I don't know. I just always because we were just talking about this, like ahead of the record, and just like trying to think uh, stories and stuff. And I don't know. I just it's to me, it's just like um, associative with like the uh, activities, I guess that you sort of do to try to beat the heat or just that like everybody seems like they feel obligated to do mm-hmm. you know like a big one growing up that again is like water you know adjacent to the water park it's just like going to like public pools and stuff yeah and of uh um dude i don't know it's just crazy to think about it now like we fucking go we go to memorial pool in helena which by the end of my time living in there was just the place where all the hicks parked their trucks <laughs> yeah, that's and would sit became. around and hang out at Hick night Row. and we would occasionally like drive by and throw eggs at them and stuff right, and get yeah. chases because we had nothing better to do. Yeah. But like at the you know, when I was a younger lad, it was a real community <laughs> hub and everyone would be there. And it's just like wild of me to, like dude, I mean I'll never forget the specific smell of the locker rooms. Oh god. At Memorial Pool, you know, it's like it's a it's a potpourri that I've never <laughs> encountered before or since, you know, and it's like very specific and it's it's just crazy to think about like fucking scores of people all together in a communal body of water, like <laughs> yeah. Fucking around and yeah. Um and eating like like with their eating Cheetos and Fritos with their own with their little pruned hands, getting all soggy. People are like, wild, dude. That yeah. kind of stuff is totally crazy. To it's me. crazy, man. And uh, yeah, all the people just like the parents and babysitters and stuff lining the <laughs> perimeter, like fucking, just like, oh god, I don't want to be here. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I have a distinct memory of being at Memorial Pool once as a youngster. And like getting out of the pool and being in line to go to the 
This is a good reason why you should never go to a public pool or water park that kids at is this story I'm about to tell. Because I like was in line to go up on this water slide. Yeah. And like it was hot enough and I had gotten out of the line long enough that I had mostly dried off. Like I was still wet and my shorts were still wet, but I wasn't really dripping. Yeah. And I was just in the line and I just remember being like, oh, I got to piss. And just being like, well, I'm dripping with water. It should be fine. Yeah. And just like starting to piss. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so like nobody said anything to me at the time or anything. I don't know if anybody saw. But if somebody did saw, it was clearly just like, like I remember <laughs> noticing myself and being like, oh, that was very conspicuous because I just like had mostly dried off. And then all of a sudden a real uptick in liquid was just dripping out of my shorts and down my legs. You know, and it, and it was just like, see, kids are so dumb. They always be peeing in the pool. They always just be standing, peeing themselves outside of the pool. And shit. They don't care. They're just going to jump in with their pissy trousers. It's too gross. It's too gross. Oh, my God. It's too gross. That was the decision you had to make because you didn't want to get out of line. Well, I guess, and also because, I mean, I was like at that age, dude, I was just like peeing in the pool. It was just like, you're at the pool, man. Just fucking pee wherever. Who cares? Yeah. A you body know? of water. I was like it. in. <laughs> fourth grade or third the maybe world was younger. your toilet <laughs> the world is your toilet. yeah dude a public swimming pool is basically a large communal toilet <laughs> yeah. for people to piss in mostly but also get some shit in there a little bit yeah. so many excretions man I yeah mean, and it's gross like and it's like uh, i mean you have spending to put in so much time in there like fucking being like who can hold their water down or their air breath down here the longest <laughs> yeah. just like yeah who can stay in this piss water the longest <laughs> With their eyes open. Yeah. 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 No, what the fuck? It's pretty crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And like water slides are fun, but now I'm just more permanently, my permanent association with them is like rug burn. Yeah. Yeah. Or slide burn. Slide burn, I guess. Yeah. yeah. The friction really. The friction really. Yeah. Pools are weird. I like. I spent a decent amount of time like this neighborhood that I had there that I <laughs> that I was in had a uh, like a communal pool that like all of the people that lived in this neighborhood could use. And I remember regularly swimming with like snakes, swimming with snakes in the afternoon and swimming with like bats. they would get in the water. I would swim bats with bats get in the water. Dude, I was swimming with snakes in the afternoon and I was swimming with bats at the, in the evening. You couldn't escape the critters. Dude, they were because it was built into this fucking pine forest. Uh like little snakes would crawl their way in and just be worming around and whatnot, but in the evening the bats would start to swoop and the you bats know, they swoop. Inevitably, one would accidentally like go for I don't know a piece of fly or whatever on the pool and get trapped underneath the water, and we'd have to try and like rescue this fucking crazy ass like losing his mind bat. Oh man! Yeah. Did you ever get bit? No, I never got. Wow. I mean, that's what you would say. Well, that is what I would say. I've never <laughs> seen you go out in the sun. Yes. Get in that sunspot. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if it burns. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I don't think Crow's a vampire, as I insinuated, but... Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, You can't really lose what you never had, and uh, I feel like the heat doesn't really affect me too much anymore. Mm, you're used to it. Yeah. 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 It's cooked me enough that really the, the damage can't get any worse. Yeah, it's interesting. I My older brother has a friend who was in, like, Guinea 
in Africa for mm-hmm. like a year and a half just mm-hmm. recently before he got evacuated because of COVID. And he's just like, I don't, I don't think it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, really like not. it was so fucking hot there all the time that he's just like, this is not hot to me anymore. Yeah. So I think that that can happen. You know, my, my twin, Pat, friend and frequent guest of the show, um, you know, he lives in D.C. and it gets, you know, we think it's muggy here. Oh, God. It gets muggy and buggy there. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was like, you know, you kind of just have to force yourself to get used to it. But then you do eventually kind of just acclimatize to it. Yeah. But I don't know <laughs> if I ever want to get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. It the, the area has to have a lot going for it for me to for me to go there to deal with the mugginess. And the bugginess. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I, I'm a big uh, fall and spring guy. I just don't like those extremes of weather either way. It's nice to be able to put on a hoodie. Yeah, dude. Oh pants. If a you want. Pants. Is that is that too much to ask? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think my my preferred climate is sort of Pacific Northwest style, which is just even less now because it gets hot as fuck over there too in the summer. But like, they just kind of not too hot, not too cold all year round. Yeah, buttery. But that I zone. love the butter zone. Yeah. I want those environmental Goldilocks conditions. Yes. Uh, which unfortunately will never exist on this planet again, thanks to us. But anyway, uh, <laughs> do you have anything more to say about that? About the heat? Any more tales? No, no. I don't I'm think sure I do. Some will come up uh, that I'll bring up next time. <laughs> there's a few that I think need revising. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know. There's, but yeah, there's a few kind of like, I don't know, standalone tales that came to mind that all took place in the summer but like yeah are need need like a full addressment exactly you know so this yeah. was sort of a bottle episode yeah it's a bottle episode <laughs> yeah it yeah. sure is um but you know i think that's all i really have to say yeah for this week yeah um Ooh, I'm having a little tummy rumble in there. And just yeah. now, maybe pick that up on the mic. But anyway. Rumble in the Bronx. Uh, watch Daddy Daycare mm-hmm. before the end of the month. Because we'll be doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, like and subscribe. Um, on iTunes, definitely. If this is a thing on Spotify, leave us a review. Tell us if you're a hostile vibe or in a wholesome place. Or tell yeah. us how you're beating that heat. Yes, I want to know. I want to know. Maybe it's by beating that meat. I don't know. Yeah. But I tend uh, to get very glistening when I. Yeah. Well. But anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like and subscribe. Please tell your friends about this show. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Yeah. That sounds As good. As always, I'm Hooks here with Crow. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. And remember who loves you, baby. And uh, <laughs> don't eat ass. That's right. Thank you.